0: Who am I to be teaching this? I'm not qualified enough, I'm not good enough, and there are a million other people who are more talented and capable than I am. Be honest, have these thoughts stopped you from creating your online course and selling it with confidence? Or maybe even halted you in your tracks at the mere idea of creating your own course? Then definitely stay tuned because in this episode, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to tame and syndrome that actually work. Tips that I use with my clients as a launch strategist tips that I use myself, tips that have been proven to work wonders. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Launch Society podcast, your ultimate blueprint for creating, marketing and scaling your successful online business. In this podcast, we talk all things online marketing, finances, mindset and of course, launching. This is the podcast to listen if you want to create a successful online business that works for you and not the other way around. I'm your host Anastasia Ushakova, I'm a launch strategist and online course consultant with experience in managing multiple seven-figure online courses, orchestrating campaigns that resulted in six-figure days, and co-creating all sorts of digital products, from ebooks to online courses and VIP masterminds. In this podcast, I'm spilling all the hot tea on how to create and scale a successful online course business, so definitely stay tuned. This podcast episode is an audio version of my latest YouTube video, so make sure to catch it on AnatUshakova.com and make sure to follow me on Instagram at It's Anastasia Ushakova for daily tips on launching and behind the scenes of growing an OnlyCourse empire. Okay, let's jump right into the episode. Okay, let's dive right in. First things first, what is imposter syndrome actually? Put simply... It's a feeling of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. It's the inability to believe that your success can be merited to you and that you achieved it on your own merit and instead somehow cheated or tricked your way into being recognized as an expert in your field. And the funny thing about imposter syndrome is that nearly everyone struggles with it, regardless of their achievements. Don't believe me? Let's look at the example of the world's most widely acknowledged leaders in a field. For example, Maya Angelou, American poet and memoirist, a literary legend, admitted to having battled imposter syndrome every time she started a new book. In her own words, Each time I write a book, every time I face that yellow pad, the challenge is so great. I have written 11 books. But each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find me out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. Or even Albert Einstein, who is widely acknowledged as the world's most influential physicist, admitted to his friend, and I quote, The exaggerated esteem in which my life work is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. So two things become evident here. Number one, everyone has imposter syndrome. You're not the only one and you're in pretty good company. Number two, imposter syndrome has zero correlation with your actual skills and with external recognition. You cannot drive imposter syndrome away simply by achieving more, by hitting the next revenue milestone, by hitting the next student milestone, by winning an award, by becoming more and bigger and faster. In fact, you might be worsening it by following this path, because there will always be a next milestone to achieve. There will always be a competitor who's better at what you do. So you will be setting yourself up for failure. So how can you keep it at bay instead? Well, I have 10 practical tips for you that actually work. Let's take a look at them. Tip number one, know your enemy. When we can understand something, we can manage it better. Because here's the thing, if you believe that feeling like an imposter is a sign that you suck at what you do and that it's a sign that you should give up and just stop trying, you probably will. But if you know that this is just a natural part of the journey that everyone goes through, you know that you have to just stick it out for a little bit and implement some tricks and actions to not feel like an imposter, it's gonna feel that much easier. Tip number two, reframing. The thing I hear the most often when I talk about imposter syndrome with course creators is that they start to argue and say, Anna, that all sounds great, but that's not imposter syndrome. I really don't know anything about that area or I really am lacking some skills in that area of my expertise. And you know what? I'm not the one to argue with you on that because you know your level of expertise better than I do. But a tip that will help you here is to reframe how you view your shortcomings. Because here's the thing, it's impossible to know 100% of everything. And the people who claim to know every single thing in the area of expertise are probably the real imposters. But instead of viewing your blind spots as a sign that you're an imposter and a failure, look at them as the learning potential that they are. Your blind spots are not immutable. Any skill can be learned and any knowledge can be attained if you're aware of it. And understanding where you're lacking skills is actually a sign of a true leader in other words if you want to overcome imposter syndrome adopt a growth mindset carol dweck wrote an entire book on it called the mindset and it's amazing if you have imposter syndrome and you're battling it often i highly highly recommend you read it the whole premise of the book centers around how people who have adopted a growth mindset So people who believe that any skill can be learned and attained are far more likely to succeed than people with a fixed mindset. So people who believe that talents and skills are an innate thing and cannot be changed. Tip number three, Embody the best version of yourself. One of the best ways to trick our subconscious mind out of sabotaging our goals is to play pretend. And bear with me here, this is actually a super powerful tip that I can promise if you implement will completely change your life. So I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and for a second imagine. What would it be like if you were the best in the world at what you do? How would you feel like? How would you behave? What would you think to yourself? How would you talk to yourself? How would you talk about yourself to your clients and your students? How would you show up online on socials? How would you sell your offers? How would you work with your clients and your students? You can even pause this and do it right now and don't skip this step because this exercise is just so powerful. And now I want you to look at this list and take an honest look and see what can you start implementing already now? Because here's the thing, When you embody the version of yourself, that is the best expert in the world at what they do, you will start acting like one. And by embodying this persona and by stepping into that expert role, you will start feeling way more confident. Tip number four is to select your target audience properly. I hear that from course creators all the time. I don't feel comfortable teaching advanced people in my course, I cannot sell this course to seniors or C-levels. And here's the thing, you really don't need to. A lot of times feeling like an imposter comes from us trying to jump way over ahead and sell our course to people who are a little bit above our level. But here's the thing, it doesn't mean you cannot teach the same area to a target group that's just not as advanced. For example, a university student that is looking for career coaching services or a course on how to build a career, land their first internship, and then get an offer for a full-time job after that internship, does not need to be trained by a Fortune 500 C-level career coach. In fact, their advice might not be even applicable to their situation at all. But you, let's say a junior at their dream company, might be the perfect coach for them because you literally went through all the steps that they will also go through. So really look at your area of expertise, really look at the level you feel comfortable teaching and select your target audience appropriately. Because here's the thing, there's a market for every level of expertise. Regardless of your field, there will always be beginners, intermediate and advanced people, and you just need to choose where on this scale you and your course fit. Chances are, if you're listening to this episode, you're either thinking about launching your own online course, or you've already launched one, but it's not quite bringing in the consistent revenue that you'd like. If that's the case, then I have something for you today, my friend, because I'm about to release a free training all about how to create a stellar online course that brings in consistent revenue for your business. In this training, I'll cover the secrets to successfully launching your course, and we'll go over how to create a profitable offer, even if you're working in an oversaturated niche, how you can confidently launch profitable online courses without having a huge audience, how to create consistent daily sales, as well as share my signature four-step formula for a seven-figure course that I haven't shared on any of my channels yet. The spaces for this live training are limited, so make sure to secure a spot before they fill out. Link is in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. Okay, let's jump right back into the episode. Tip number five, and follow your competitors. Constantly spying on your competition, looking at their successes, looking at their new product launches, constantly overanalyzing their credentials and their wins is a surefire way to feel inadequate and like an imposter. And before you come at me with, Anna, I need to look at my competition. It's competitor's analysis. I need to do this for my marketing. I agree with you. You do need to do competitor's analysis, but you don't need to do it every single day. Actually, You could just time block a time every month or every two months to look at your competition so that they're not in your head daily. Surrounding yourself with content from your competitors is not only a surefire way to get some next level comparisonitis, it's also a surefire way to kill your creativity. Because whether you want it or not, you will be regurgitating some sort of information that they put online as well. So instead, what I want you to do is to follow people from adjacent fields. People who might be your partners, people who do something similar to you but are not 100% your competitors. You will have more creativity to share with your potential students and you will feel far less like an imposter. Tips number six, celebrate all of your wins. Admittedly, this is a cheesy one, but it's also a tip that works wonders. So what I want you to do is to start screenshotting every single piece of good feedback you get and paste it in a special folder either on your laptop or on your phone and whenever you feel like an imposter and whenever your mood is down, go through that folder and look at all of this good feedback that you've gathered. Yes, this might feel cheesy and childish, But this is a great way to remind to yourself how many lives you've already positively impacted. And it also trains your brain to look for positives in what you do instead of constantly concentrating on the negatives. Tip number seven, be authentic. Pretending like you know it all and like you're the ultimate expert when on the inside you don't feel this way will not make you feel more credible. It will just exhaust you. So instead, Just be authentic and vulnerable with your audience. Imposter syndrome thrives of this idea that people will discover you, that they will uncover your secret, that they will find out that you're not a real expert. So if you honestly share your thoughts with your audience and if you tell them that you're still learning new information every day in your field of expertise, guess what, your imposter syndrome has nothing to go off of. You might think that sharing these vulnerabilities with your target audience will make them see you as less of an expert, but in reality, this will add one more connection point. They will recognize that you are a real human, they will connect to you on a deeper level, and they will see that you also have the same struggles that they have. Tip number eight is to trust your clients. Now, if you're the kind of person that gets the colds Every time someone books a one-on-one with you or purchases your course and you immediately think, oh my god, I hope I don't disappoint them, congrats, this tip is for you. Accept the fact that your clients are adult people. They have done their due diligence. They've researched experts. They have compared you with your competitors and they decided to go for you. So respect their choice. There is a reason why they decided to book with you and not your competitor. There's a reason why they felt attracted to your offer. So stop second-guessing them and start respecting their choice. Tip number nine, start teaching. Now this might feel counterintuitive, especially if your thought process goes like, oh my god, who am I to be teaching people? But in reality, teaching people about your area of expertise makes you more inquisitive. It makes you revisit things that you thought you knew. It makes you search for new information. You're constantly educate yourself on your area of expertise. And during this process, you become better and better day by day. And you also realize that you're constantly learning. So that keeps your imposter syndrome at bay. There's no better way to be seen as the go-to expert and to increase your own self-confidence is to start sharing the information that you already know. Tip number 10, be the guide, not the hero. What I want you to understand is when people buy an online course from you, You're not the hero of the journey. Your students are. You are there to just guide them, to bounce off ideas off of them, to give them relevant information, to point them in the right direction, to point out any underwater stones that they might not be aware of, to basically make their journey of the transformation from point A to point B easier. But you're not there to be the star of the show. You're not there to be the best expert they've ever met in the world. No, 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 no. You're there to guide them. Whenever you make this mindset shift, there will be a huge weight lifted off of your shoulders because all of a sudden, you don't need to prove anything to anyone. You just need to guide your students through their transformation. You'll see how much more easy it will become to show up as an expert when you don't feel the weight of being the coolest, the best, the most well-known, etc., 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 in your field. And there you have it, 10 tried and tested tips to help you overcome imposter syndrome as a course creator. What did you think about this episode? Did any of the tips resonate? Did you recognize yourself in some of these scenarios? I'd love it if you make a screenshot of the podcast and tag me in your story at It's Anastasia Ushakova or thelaunchsociety.podcast or make sure to send me a DM with your thoughts on this episode. It would really mean the world to me. And if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to rate, review and subscribe or maybe even share this episode if you feel like it so that even more people can find the podcast. That's it for me today. Have a lovely rest of the day and I catch you next time.